The Bible Study Podcast, episode 514. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Samuel 16. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today is one of those stories I feel like I told you that story so I could tell you this one, because this is the time where the book of 1 Samuel introduces David. And it goes like this. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. So Samuel is sent to anoint Saul's successor. This is a little awkward because Saul is still king and Saul is not in favor of having a successor who is not his son. But God has told Samuel, I understand that you're still sad that Saul, that I have rejected Saul. I understand that you're still mourning him, but it's time to move on. It's time to go get the next king. And he says, well, if I do that, Saul is going to kill me. Saul is not going to be happy if I go anoint somebody else king. So he says, go tell them you're doing a sacrifice. So he goes, he comes, he meets all the sons, or thinks he meets all the sons. And first he sees this tall, good-looking Abinadab and thought, surely this is the one. Now remember, the reason we chose Saul was he was tall. Well, it was one of the characteristics, the only characteristic that was mentioned. We shouldn't say that was the reason that he was chosen, but it certainly was notable about him that he was so much taller. And so God says to Samuel, I understand that this guy looks kingly, basically, but don't consider his appearance or his height because God looks at the heart. As we are appointing leaders in the church, as we're thinking about leaders in 
our community or for our world or for our country, it is important to note that this is a wise thing to do, to look at the heart to the extent that we can. Because it doesn't really matter how good somebody looks on a postage stamp or a coin or in a statue in Florence. But what really matters is, do they have a heart for service? Do they have a heart for other people? Do they have a heart for ministry? Do they have a heart for leadership? Depending on what they're being asked to do is a much more important question then what do they look like? We have a tendency to judge people, politicians, friends, acquaintances, co-workers, the person we're interviewing for the job. We have a tendency to judge people on their appearance. And it's unwise. And that's what God is telling Samuel in this. And so finally, he goes through seven sons, thinks he's run out, and he says, don't you have any more? And they go get this guy. They go get this kid, the youngest of them. How unusual to appoint the youngest child as king. Again, God is doing something different here. He's not choosing someone because he is the oldest of the most powerful clan. That would be the way the world does things. But he chooses this one named David. And the only thing we know about him so far is he he is good-looking. He's handsome and fine appearance, but he's the youngest. He was not considered important enough to be at the feast. Somebody had to watch the sheep, and that was David's job. But it's David who is anointed in the presence of his brothers. Can you imagine what they thought about that? And then we hear a little bit about David. The first thing that David does isn't go slay some giant. That's going to happen really quickly. But we get David doing something else first, and that is David serves Saul. Continuing, Now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Saul's attendant said to him, See an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the lyre. He will play when the evil spirit... Spirit from God comes on you, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his attendants, Find someone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He's a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine-looking man, and the Lord is with him. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better and the evil spirit would leave him. Now we don't know what this evil spirit is and does God send evil spirits and all of these sorts of questions certainly come up when I read this passage, but it is very, very interesting that suddenly Saul is afflicted and he's afflicted in part because God has departed from him. 
God has turned his back on Saul. And it seems that is the biggest problem that Saul has. And something else has filled the vacuum. And the only relief he can find, wouldn't you know it, is this young shepherd boy who is one of the sons of Jesse, who somebody happens to remember. I mean, it's a small country, but still, how ironic that they send for David, not understanding, not knowing, certainly, that David has been appointed king in Saul's place. Now, David won't be king for years. David is still a young man, a good-looking man, apparently brave and a warrior. We'll learn later on. He has fought the lion. He has fought the bear who have come after his sheep. But he is mostly known as somebody who can play the lyre well and is good with sheep. But he enters in service. He enters in service for the one who he has been anointed to replace, we don't see in David the pride that says, I can't, how can I serve this one? Didn't I just get anointed by Samuel to replace him? We get someone who is called into service and enters service and is helpful. And that is characteristic of David. There's a couple of real interesting moments in this story between Saul and David that starts here but goes on and gets much more complicated this story that will define some of the differences between the two of them. And one of the things that we notice about David is that David is faithful and that David is a servant. David has no problem being a servant of God and has no problem being a servant of Saul. No matter what he may do eventually, no matter that he has been told by Samuel that he will replace him as king. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.